Welcome to Off the Ledger, presented by the MICPA, a conversation designed to help grow your leadership skills and take you further in the accounting profession. Our topic today is why advocacy matters. I'm Joe Colosi, and our guest today is Senator Mallory McMorrow. Senator McMorrow is a Michigan State Senator representing the 13th District, where she is also Vice Chair of the Economic and Small Business Development Committee and a member of the Insurance and Banking Committee, as well as serving on other committees. Additionally, she has her name on a Hot Wheels car. Welcome, Senator McMorrow. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's a Great to have you here. So today we are talking about why advocacy matters. Uh, but before we dive into that specifically, I'd like to start at the beginning and ask about your relationship to advocacy. It could be argued that as a public servant, you have a career dedicated to advocating for others. How do you get started in that? It has been a long and winding path. And I will say uh, not one that I think I planned out, but I grew up with a family, most notably with my mom, who even though she was a single mom, she always cared about making sure we knew that if we had the capacity to give back that we did. So that looked like volunteering in soup kitchen starting when I was 10 years old. And it looked like uh, helping organize a townwide yard sale to raise money for our community. And it worked its way all the way through um, college. I went to the University of Notre Dame and part of what I really loved about our education there was that it was really service-based. So it was, how could we advocate for others? How could we advocate through our work? I was an industrial designer uh, and we designed things like refugee shelters for war-torn countries so that kids could get back to school quickly um, and have a sense of normalcy. Uh, And then I found my way into politics. I had a very different career, but when you look at all of the issues that we really care about in creating opportunity for people, uh, that is what advocacy is and, and why I found my way into this space. And how do you, how do you make that jump from engineering into, into politics? Uh, you Google how to run for office. There you go. Uh, and I, I don't say that sarcastically. So no, I, no, no. yeah, it, that, that was the first step. And I downloaded a PDF from an organization called She Should Run, which is all about women running for office, and then eventually found a group called Emerge America, which recruits and trains Democratic women to run for office. But all of that is to say everybody starts somewhere. And if it's interesting for you, whether it's finding your way into advocacy or into this line of work, uh, Google is a great place to start. (laughs) I hear you. Was it an inciting incident or something that made you go, I got to do something or... Yeah. So I um, have lived all over the country and coming back to Michigan, I started my own consultancy here. So I was working in the auto industry and doing branding work for for kind of tech startups. Um, And then the 2016 election happened. And I don't really care what side of the aisle you're on, but seeing a lot of the hate and vitriol that came forward that frankly, we still see through today um, really made me take a step back and say, I have to get involved. We need people who get into this space who care about taking care of each other and not tearing each other down. Fantastic. Uh, but now on to our, our main topic of why advocacy matters. Why does advocacy matter specifically for our uh, CPA listeners? So especially for CPAs, I mean, you got into this work for a reason, right? Um, you probably like numbers a lot more than I do. But beyond that, there is something to be said about the service aspect of it, about being able to work one-on-one with people or families uh, to make sure that they can live up to their dreams and their full potentials. And I think that that is a really important aspect of this. Um, advocacy is really powerful because it means that you have the capacity to give time 
of yourself, uh, where maybe some other people don't. So I think that that's an important lens to look through is, is on a values level, why did you get into this work and what hurdles are in the way and how can you use your voice and your time to help take those hurdles down so that people can live up to their full potential? And as far as uh, other forms, and, I, and advocacy we kind of use as a, as a broad term, uh, so we talk about advocacy with the CPAs. It has a lot to do with uh, maintaining the licensure and things like that. Uh, there are other types of advocacies that you might be passionate about. Absolutely. And uh, especially right now. So I have uh, grown a little bit of a national audience over the past few months, and sure. I have participated in a lot of groups that are about people finding their way into advocacy for the first time. So a good example is there's a group called Red Wine and Blue, uh, which is suburban moms all over the country who are going through this experience of really caring about whether it is gun violence, school safety, um, school funding, water quality, whatever it is, and not knowing where to start. And I feel like that's an experience that a lot of people are having, which is, I care very deeply about this issue. I want to do something. I have no idea what to do. So uh, I participated in a kickoff that they had at the beginning of the summer called the National Troublemaker Training, which was about taking all of these women and giving everybody the first step. And they expected a few hundred people to show up and more than 8,000 people signed up. So there are a lot of people who are finding their way into advocacy for the first time. So my top piece of advice for everybody is pick one issue that you really, really care about. You know, there's already your, your um, organization through the CPAs, but if there's another issue that really drives you that you care about, find one advocacy group who's already doing that work and sign up to join them. Because I know that there's mission paralysis sometimes, like it feels like there's too many issues and I want to help on everything. Right. Uh, but my top piece of advice is if we all do one thing and we all pick one issue, then we're going to be able to make real change. It's, it's much more powerful for you to show up consistently in one area than to try to do too many things all at once. And then you're not going to be impactful on, on any of the issues. We've talked a little bit about how you got here. We've talked about kind of where we are presently with advocacy. Where do you see the future of advocacy or, or what do you see coming down the line? So it is really exciting. And I also think terrifying that social media and how connected we are digitally opens up so many new avenues. And one example that I want to point out is I know a lot of people love online petitions, change.org or whatever platform it is. Um, people get really mad and in <laughs> late at night, you fill out a form, you send it off to your state legislator or your congressperson. And you're like, I did something. I got to tell you an experience. So when we first took office, I've been in this job now for, for four years, we had a policy of wanting to respond to every single person who contacted us, including anybody who sent in a form email, one of those like online petition forms. And I remember we got a response from somebody who was so angry that we had their contact information and that we were responding. And then we realized they didn't even remember that they had filled out this form. So it's one of those things where I I just want to kind of tell people the effort that you get out is the effort you put in. And it may feel very easy in the moment if you're angry to go online and like angrily fill out your information and send it in. But that's not nearly as powerful as finding an organization that's local, that has people that you can meet with face-to-face where you can take some of the digital into real life. Because at the end of the day, you know, meeting with your legislators 
one-on-one or meeting in groups, that's an incredibly impactful way to build a relationship because relationships are what makes actual change. So in our office, we still tally all of those forms, but it means a lot more if you've taken the time to call us or email us or come out to even meet with us or come to one of my coffee hours, because then that signals to me that you really care about this on a deep level and you're willing to share your own personal story of why it matters, which helps me better understand it. Yeah, really, it's almost like approaching it from a positive than a negative come instead of a complaint coming in with how can I help? What's a solution? What? Yeah. And, you know, complaints are totally valid, but it was just that experience of, you know, this guy not even remembering that he filled out a form and being angry at us that made us think like, okay, maybe if we're sort of ranking um, what we give time to, we give as much time out as people are willing to put in. And I think that's the way to think about it. If you want, you know, kind of that impact from your elected official, the time you put in is the time and effort you're going to get out. No, it makes perfect sense. Um, I don't think it's any surprise or, or, or secret. The last couple of years have been a, a very odd time for everyone with the, the worldwide pandemic and anything. Have you noticed that have any effect on advocacy, people's willingness to participate or things shifting more online? Have you seen anything in that capacity? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think that one thing that's that's clear for a lot of people is a lot of people are just burned out. This The past few years have been a lot on all of us, no matter who you are. If you are a parent and you're trying to balance work and school, especially if there were a lot of school closures over the past few years, uh, I have a lot of small business owners in my district, especially restaurant owners and hospitality workers who, you know, just the sort of chaos of where are we going to be and is it safe to get together and how can I maintain my business? So there's a lot of burnout, but I also think that with everything going on right now, there's also a lot more interest in advocacy, in wanting to, especially coming out of the pandemic. Um, I think that there's an opportunity to really create the communities that we want. What have we learned? What can we do better? How can we um, be closer to each other? And, and there's also a lot of vitriol and hatred out there right now that it, people want to respond to. So I have seen a lot move online. Uh, a good example is in our office, we, like a lot of offices, did regular coffee hours in our district. Right. And people would come out to a coffee shop. We saw the same dozen or so people um, every month, which is wonderful. I love seeing people face-to-face. But at the start of the pandemic, I started doing live streams like, you know, this podcast live online on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And at one point we had more than a thousand people tuned in live and we had such positive feedback that I now, I continue them to this day. So we do them every single week that the Senate is in session and just give an update on what's going on in the state, what's going on in the legislature. And then we do live Q and A. And I think a lot of advocacy has noticed that too. You know, there, there is, a much easier way to get involved online, especially if you're somebody who's busy, you've got a job, you've got kids, you've got other responsibilities, you can't necessarily go out to a meeting. Um, So that's really great. But now the challenge is how do we channel again, that energy back into real life and in person where the advocacy really is going to have an impact. Right. At the end of the day, as nice as it is that to your point that that in person is where I think it makes the most impact and that you've got to be there to do something. Yep. So I'm hearing the big t- takeaways here today are to uh, find something you're passionate about and, and do something about it, and uh, preferably in person if you can, which I think it sounds so simple, but it's so impactful if enough people do it, right? Absolutely. And and show up consistently. And you don't have to know what you're doing. So if it's an issue you care about, like I said, Google it, find a group, just show yeah. up. There's people who will help you. There's people who've been doing this work for a really long time who will be glad to have you. Yeah, there's a step one for everybody, right? Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, as we get ready to uh, to wrap up here uh, for a little bit, I just wanted to, and we always ask our guests here, uh, something you wish someone had told you when you were starting out your career, if you could go back and save yourself a little bit of grief, either in this uh, the more more recent career, or even in your initial or or however you you interpret that. Oh my goodness. Uh, this is one of my favorite things. I go back to my alma mater, the University of Notre Dame, and, and I talk to students all the time. And yeah. I think one thing, everybody at the beginning of their career, you want to get it perfect, right? You want to have the exact right portfolio, the right interviews, the right first job. And I wish what I had known then is there is no right first job. It's just take a step. And your first job may not be your perfect job. The job you're in right now might not be the perfect job, but it's a step. And if my career is any indication, uh, it doesn't really make sense on paper that you make leaps and bounds and you find your way to whatever is right for you in this moment. And there may be something different that's the right move for you in five or 10 years. And that's all okay. So take some of the pressure off your design. Just be open. Listen listen to it. Exactly. Then pushes you somewhere. Listen to see if that's the right way to go. 100%. Well, I really want to appreciate you uh, taking the time to to speak with us today. It really means a lot to us. And that is going to be all for today's Off the Ledger. Uh, I am Joe Colosi. Our guest was Senator Mallory McMorrow. Senator McMorrow, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you.